Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. One of the key concerns many of you have is inflation, but the answer to inflation is investing. Let me explain. I discussed in this video how it is very important or extremely important or core not to lose money, but with inflation of 7%, that means that the purchasing power of 2 million will end up to 500,000. So the opposite of turning 500,000 into 2 million if inflation persists at 7%, of course. But we have to invest to prevent 500k becoming 125k and then with it becoming 2 million you are at least protected from inflation let me give you the core factors you need to know about investing over the long term and how that works with inflation how actually inflation works for you as an investor but before discussing investing let's look at the current inflation situation and what to expect going forward and then we'll apply that to the investing environment. Inflation is definitely back after two decades of central banks struggling to push inflation to 2%. Now, finally, after the money printing here, we have inflation slowed down a little bit. The most recent news from the Fed. So, 4.6% inflation, underlying inflation. So slowing down from that 5%. And that now depends how the Fed will react. But we are still above the targeted 2% for a while now. And this is the longer term chart, 120 years. You can see here how we have enjoyed four decades of very very low inflation before that there were a few decades of high inflation low inflation okay war here second world war high inflation low high etc etc so you have this we can say cycles and now after people forgotten what inflation is now we have spiked again these spikes Many think that it lasts for just a short period of time, but it is a decade, two decades, two decades, and it's very likely it will be two decades again. Because when something happens, what do central banks do? Print money. What do governments do? Fiscal deficits. How do you cover fiscal deficits? You print money. What happens when you print money? one million oh no one trillion dollar question because of inflation yes it is inflation now powell stresses commitment to cooling prices as fed hikes but there is bank turmoil already and nobody knows what will the turmoil look like six months down the road or two years down the road the fact is this this is what we can know there are short-term debt cycles and there is the long-term debt cycle. At some point, lowering rates, monetary policy, stop working, and then you have to work, return, devalue the currency, restart, and then you start again on the same principle. 
nobody knows whether we are here now or here or maybe even a little bit lower or we will be here in i don't know 2030 but we are towards the end of the long-term debt cycle where we have enjoyed 40 years of very very low interest rates. Of course, inflation is the solution to government debts, especially if you borrow in your own currency. If you borrow in foreign currencies, well, you're toasted. But that's a different story there. So inflation is the answer. What gets destroyed? The saver, those who expected higher purchasing power with your pension funds, retirement. Inflation is just another tax that you feel it, but you don't really feel it, or it will be lower, but 2 3% on your wealth, on your purchasing power, it's a big tax. That's how the world works. And when it comes to inflation ahead, I expect inflation ahead, a decade of it, because we are at the end of that long-term cycle and maybe even two decades of higher inflation to solve those problems of fiscal deficits and that that have accumulated over the last few decades. 2008 financial crisis, how was it solved? Oh yes, by putting more oil on the fire, by printing more money and giving more debt. Okay, you know what's next. And this inflation, however, looks very, very stable, but it's impossible to predict. Maybe inflation next year will be 2%. Maybe it will be 6% in 2026. Maybe it will be 3% and then again 6 It's impossible to predict. You will see later it's likely irrelevant for good investors. But what is key here is that we will see inflation. Whether it will be high one year or not, that's not important. The importance is that it is here, it will be here, and it's everyone target to have it at least at 2%, then when they miss, it goes to 12%. But okay, what's 10% of your purchasing power? It's just you, you're old, and who cares? Now, something very important, Warren Buffett, Maynard Keynes, everyone, when it comes to investing and predicting, I don't want to be precise. Nobody knows, not even the Fed know what will inflation levels be in six months. They don't. What we have to do as investors is to be vaguely or roughly right. Will there be inflation in the next 10 years? Vaguely, roughly, yes. And that's the basis of investing. And let's now show what does it mean and how inflation impacts investing and how you actually take advantage of it. This is the standard stock market chart 120 years, 10% per year, $1 became $70,000. Nothing wrong with it. You invest in stocks, stocks go up and everyone happy, right? However, if I compare this 70,000 with 2000 with real terms, if we deduct inflation, then this was 9.5 in real terms, 6.4. Average inflation was 3.1%. When you compound this 3.1% over 120 years, you get the point that 2.8% of your wealth is in real terms and uh, 97% is 
in nominal gains because of that extra 3% that compounds on its own. So about 99% of your returns will come from inflation. <laughs> the, the other, what is it, 2.8% from investing. Then if you have dividends on top of it, 3, 4, 5%, then you are real terms 6.5 and nominal terms a little bit higher, 10%, which is great, which makes you good money, good retirement, and it's all that you actually need. But you have to understand that inflation gives you benefits or it keeps things equal if you invest. Because if you don't invest, if you keep your money and then you look at real returns of T-bills, $1 became 1.7, 7.8 with bonds, minimal returns there over hundreds of years. Why do stocks outperform everything else? Because investing is about owning productive assets. That's investing. It's not about the stock going up, nominal returns, real returns. No, it is about owning productive, hopefully growing assets. And that is the secret sauce of Warren Buffett. He buys a railroad. Why does he buy a railroad? Because he knows that as there is inflation, whatever, he will just increase the prices of trains going up and down or of carrying goods on that railroad. So you have growth, you have protection from inflation, and that's investing. That's it. Because if you look at the consumer price index, so uh, this is inflation, it was uh, 1947, it was 21, uh, then 37, and now we are at 301. This is how much prices that you are paying have increased. So up, up, and up. Now let me ask a question. Who is on the other side of prices, of what you pay? To whom are you giving money when you buy something? Well, to businesses. When you buy a burger at McDonald's, when you swipe your Amex, when you do this, when you fill up your tank at Exxon, who is on that other side of the consumer price index? Businesses. That's why investing and inflation go hand in hand. You're a business owner, not a consumer when you invest. And the same is with houses, rents go up and also house prices go up. That differentiation here depends on uh, gambling, on whatever, on that. But over the long term, it is a pretty straight trend because it is a house and a productive assets. It gives you shelter or rent if you rent it out. And if you don't invest, you know what happens to your purchasing power. This is how the world works. As I said, this is a tax, a hidden tax that you pay as a saver, as a consumer, and that's about it. So now when it comes to investing with inflation, what's the strategy, Then what commodities to buy, what kind of options, what kind of this or that? <laughs> Nothing. Investing, sticking to the fundamentals of investing, of value investing, protects you from inflation. Simple over the long term. If you start chasing things, you're going to get by inflation. The key problem I see people having is uncertainty. As I said, we don't know whether inflation will be 20% next year, whether it will be 2%. 
We don't know. Maybe it will be inflation one year, stagflation. Who knows? I don't know. But then again, you have to be roughly right <laughs> rather than precisely wrong. And I have seen a lot of people, especially from uh, March 2022 to about the end of 2022, ask me, Sven, what about commodities? How should we get exposure in commodities? And this, the iShares Global Commodity Dynamic Role ETF strategy has lost 35%. When all of those people looking for quick inflation protection invested, then it went down when nobody wanted it it was the time to buy when you figured out there is inflation it was too late so the solution is always investing in fundamentals because you can't predict the future so what are the investing fundamentals if you invest vaguely right you hope to get the market returns or better Keep in mind, the average investor who chases inflation protection at the wrong moment in time when it's expensive does one third of the market, which is a terrible return. So how to get to 10.5% and not 6.5 or even 2.5? 2.5, how not to get to 2.5? Avoid being stupid. Avoid doing what everyone else is doing. Avoid buying high and selling low. That's it. Just look at everyone else, what they're doing. Okay, I'm not buying these expensive ARK ETFs. Now everyone's doing it. I won't do it. I'm not buying Bitcoin. I don't care where it goes, but everyone's doing it. I'm not buying it because they are gamblers. So don't gamble. Know that if stocks go lower, you buy more. And that's it. You will avoid having 2.5. If you want just the average market, just invest in the market. If you invest more when it's lower, you will get better than the market. That's it. That's a great return for 99% of people. 10.5%. You have to think about the price you pay, the venue you're getting, market's irrational. I think I'll make a video just about the 2.5, 6.5 and 10.5 to make this step-by-step -step tutorial for those who are interested in knowing more. I've done much better than 10.5 over the last 20 years. So uh, I think I can say something about it. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you. And I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.